0: Welcome back to The Connected Athlete. I'm here with Elkie Parker and one of the major topics that we've been looking forward to discussing is how to be a successful team and I guess also how do you contribute as a team member. One of the things I love about being in a team is when you come together with a group of different individuals, you may have met some of them, you may not know any of them and it is your job to build together to create a united team. This can work on different levels according to the age of the athletes, the experience, the camaraderie within the group in a natural way. Some of the things we can do to improve the cohesion within a team. The first thing we need to identify is where does everyone feel that they fit within a team? I know there's been teams I've been involved with where I feel very socially comfortable, I know a lot of the people within the group and I've been there before. I've done it over and over. So the expectations, I understand the training commitments, what the level of competition would be like, the coach potentially, the manager, what's required from me in terms of being in that team and enjoying that space. So I feel very comfortable within that team. Then there are people who are new to the team and might be coming into that social environment where everyone knows each other or they feel less familiar with the people around them and the experience they're about to have. Being new in a team can be quite an intimidating space because you may not know a single person within that team and that can be quite a challenging environment for some athletes. The most important thing I feel as a team member who does have that experience and has been there before is to introduce themselves to this team member and welcome them immediately at the first interaction. This makes a huge difference moving forward. If that person feels isolated, doesn't understand the space they're in, they start to feel like they may not be an important part of the group. The most successful teams ensure everyone within the team feels part of it and an important part. There shouldn't be any hierarchy within the team. Even though we have coaches, managers, captains or team leaders, everyone should feel they can contribute to the team in a way that suits them and also facilitates A positive outcome for everyone in the teams that I've been involved with over many years of sport I have seen lots of different versions of how coaches might bring teams together some of them I've agreed with and some of them I have not some of the teams that I've been involved with where things have not gone well have been when people approach the team very much as an individual what they're going to get out of the team, what they think they bring to the team. And often they will criticise others for maybe not being up to the standards of their expectations or they don't like that person particularly, they have different values and beliefs, they're not listening to them, they don't like being told what to do, whatever it might be, there are lots of different ways people approach coming into a team. Some people sit back quietly and absorb the environment they try and work out who the leaders are in the group who the strong personalities are maybe who the funny person is person who spends all their time talking to the coach to try and get more information out of the coach or potentially manipulate the coach some people just sit back and absorb that and then they'll come forward with where they feel they fit within that team There are also people that push themselves forward to the front of that and often these are people that are very confident within that environment who have been there before who may think they are better than some of the other team members which again can cause problems within a team environment i'm a big fan of everyone within a team having a voice having the opportunity to to talk about how they feel they fit within the team, how they feel about the performance they're putting out. These are all really important things within a team. If you don't have the ability as a coach and a leadership group to sit down with your team and nut out the problems, communicate, talk about the plan, and get everyone going in the same direction, you're going to have a lot of problems on the field and off the field. Successful teams are as a result of a successful culture. Culture is where you can design the scaffold, I guess, for what is required to be in that team and the expectations that go along with that. If you look at a team like the All Blacks, they put together a culture like no other culture I've seen implemented into a team. The most important part of being an All Black is being grounded, never leaving anyone behind, and never having someone do something that you can't do yourself. So even though these athletes within this team are being paid a lot of money to play a game they love playing, they are still required to clean up their own change room at the end of a match. Sweep it, clean it, make sure it is left in the same condition as when they walked in. Some people would look at that and think, why would they make people clean clean up after themselves? These are professional athletes. Surely they have someone who can do that for them. The answer to that is absolutely. There are plenty of people that will put their hand up to be in the change rooms with the All Blacks cleaning up behind them. But that's not what it's about. It's about grounding them, making sure that you don't lose sight of who you are as a person. Yes, you might be an athlete, you might be a household name. At the end of the day, though, you are only a human. You're not above anyone else. And successful teams breed this type of environment. If everyone in the team feels they are equal, they have a say, they're being respected, they're valued, they're understood, you will have a group of individuals that will do anything for each other. In my experience, the teams where people felt this way have been the teams who have done things you wouldn't even expect in a tournament situation or during a season. And that is purely because in those moments where things get hard, or you're challenged as a team, or an individual within the team is being challenged, things don't fall apart. People get around this person, they support them, they support each other, and they do things that you can't even believe will happen unless you're in that environment and you understand what's happening. I have certainly had a few of these. Things happen in my sporting career, the memories I have of being involved in these teams, the memories I have from these types of environments and the friendships I made along the way are the things that I value the most. I have certainly been away with teams in a fractured environment where a coach has not led in a way I feel maximised the success of the team. In my opinion, when a coach comes in and demands respect and has favourites and brings only the negative feedback to a team, that's not a team that is going to be successful. They might win now and again, but in terms of the long-term success, it doesn't seem to be something that is a winning model. The winning model is when a coach comes into an environment and understands those individuals understands their skill level for example if you have an athlete who the first time you give them some negative feedback falls flat and doesn't contribute for the rest of a tournament or for the rest of the season because you didn't understand that they were already beating themselves up about a particular thing and as a coach you didn't identify that and you came in over the top and put them down or made them feel small within the group you're not doing your job. How can you successfully manage people if you don't understand them? The most successful coaches I've ever seen had an innate ability to assess the individuals within the group and get the absolute most out of those people. Some people need feedback, some people don't need as much feedback. Some people need to be pulled into line a little bit and given direction and a very clear message. So they can take that and run with it. People within the team need to understand you may not always get along with the people in your team and they may have different values and beliefs, but that doesn't mean as a coach and as a player within the group, you can't make an effort to understand what they need to be the best team member they can be. Because at the end of the day, if you don't make that effort and you don't start to understand who they are and what makes them tick, you won't get the best out of them, and therefore you won't get the best out of your team. When you first come together as a team, it can be a really interesting environment, and I love that environment. I love seeing where everyone feels they fit. It's why I love being a leader within those groups. It's a challenge to me to try and get that group going in the same direction. The way I do it in most teams, particularly in a tournament situation where it's an intensive environment, I become the clown within the team. I like to make people laugh. I like to make fun of myself just so people within the group feel it's okay to have a little bit of a laugh. It's not so serious because sometimes we forget This might be people's first representation of their state or their country or their local association. It doesn't really matter. To them, it is a really big honour. And they might be completely nervous and stressed about how they're going to perform in this group of players. Where am I going to play? How often am I going to play? What will the players be like? So if you can disengage that fear and make them feel part of the group very early you can make a big difference in how they move forward in that group i'm really passionate about it and i get really frustrated with coaches who don't identify the importance of this early on particularly in an environment where you're away on a tournament and you are living with these people you are day in day out always with your team members traveling, eating, playing, cooling down, warming up, team meetings, team dinners, all of those things where you are spending intensive time with other people that you may not have ever met before. So the most important thing is we get to know each other early. Spend time chatting to people and becoming part of that team in the early phases really helps towards the end of a tournament, particularly or the end of a season, where things get tough. You might need to win a game that you're not sure you'll win, you haven't beaten this team before, but you can get a team to do anything if you understand each other and everyone feels like they are a crucial part of that team. So I guess to wrap up successful teams, the message I'd like to get across to players, leaders, coaches, managers, is to ensure you... Spend the time with individual players and athletes. Get to know them. Understand what it is that makes them tick, what their expectations are of themselves, the team, and yourself as a coach. Spend the time encouraging the team to do things together to get to know each other. Don't pit people against each other. Make it a really positive environment, particularly in those first maybe days of a tournament or weeks of a season. If you can, in the early stages, establish the culture of your team and how important it is to you and to the team to follow that culture and be involved in that culture, you will get a lot more out of every single player or athlete within the team. And lastly, the most important part about being in a team, from my perspective, is meeting new people, forming friendships, learning things from other people the coach other team members around you and becoming a better teammate and a player as a result of that experience the culture is the key to fun and enjoyment in sport and it will also lead to your team being more successful in the future I just want to let people know that this podcast is based on uh, a lot of experience in the industry and some of the conversations and questions that I've had throughout that career and by no means is it specific advice and you can take what you need from the information and we hope that it starts to allow people to ask more questions or consider certain situations in a different way.